Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Woo! Hey! Uh, While that intro is very dramatic, I think it's a really good representation of the kind of stuff that uh, we're going to be talking about on this podcast. I'm Rebecca. I'm an actor, comedian, and a history enthusiast. And, you know, every episode I'm going to have a friend on, we're going to really dissect one of history's greatest disasters. We're going to really dig deep and we're going to try and get to the bottom of who's to blame in all of these catastrophes, because that's really important. You know, we should all be pointing fingers and figuring out whose fault things are. For today's episode, we're going to start with a maritime disaster. And look, I'm from Miami, so I know that a lot of crazy stuff goes down on boats, but this was above and beyond. If you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about the Titanic. The Titanic was a passenger boat that sunk during its first voyage across the Atlantic Ocean on the early morning of April 15th, 1912, after hitting an iceberg. 
It set sail from Southampton, but never made it to its destination, New York City. Shipbuilders advertised the Titanic as an unsinkable ship, practically setting themselves up for failure. It's believed that 1,503 people lost their lives, and it's considered one of the deadliest commercial maritime disasters in history. The sinking of the Titanic has intrigued many people throughout history, including director James Cameron, who gave us the masterpiece that is Titanic, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. If you disagree with the statement, you are dead inside. Okay, so here are my fun facts, aka death stats. 75% of female passengers survived on the Titanic. 20% of male passengers survived on the Titanic. If you were a passenger in first class, you had a 61% chance of survival. If you were a passenger in second class, you had 42% chance of survival. And if you were a passenger in third class, you had a 24% chance of survival. Now, I'm gonna break it down for you. Of the men who were on this boat, 57 men survived from first class, 14 men survived from second class, and 75 men survived from third class. Now, you're probably thinking, oh, that's a lot more people who survived from third class, but actually, there were so many more people in third class that 75 men surviving is still a really bad number. 192 men who were crew survived. Worst thing to be on the Titanic was a man in second class. Now, that's all you really need to know. And let me introduce you all to my first guest, Adam Lustig. Hello. He's a dear friend of mine, oh, a comedian, yes. and also uh, a person who catastrophizes. All the time. I thought it was just me and every other Jewish person I know, but it's you too. Any room I walk into, any new space that I inhabit, my first thoughts are what is hanging above me that could fall on me and lead to paralysis or death? Yeah. Uh, what is flammable and is likely to catch fire? Uh, where would I exit in the case of a flood or a, or a, a, mena or a menace or a robber? Um, so those are all my, I rifle through all those right. first thoughts just like you, I suppose. Yeah, one of my favorite stories about you <laughs> when we were uh, in living in New York. Yes. Uh, was that you would walk around just waiting for an air conditioner to fall on your head. So much so that I don't understand how that's not the most common fear of all urban dwellers where there yes. are high rises anywhere. It would be the first thing I would clock. I would step out onto a New York City's uh, sidewalk, instantly look up, clock all of the air conditioners that were, <laughs> I mean, look, we went to college together yep. in at NYU in the uh -huh. Village, and I installed my own air conditioning unit, and I'm an idiot. Yep. And I didn't know what to do or how to do it or that it's secure. I plugged it in, slammed down the wings, good to go, off to drink. <laughs> so, like, I know the mental state of one putting in their air conditioning unit. I don't trust myself. Ergo, I don't trust humans. Yes. So, I would always walk on the... Almost to a dangerous degree, maybe. Closer, way closer to the traffic. Um, you know, and, and you brought that up. I had never thought of that. I, I used implanted to think, that one. <laughs> yes, I used to think uh, like a, a killer yeah. was was my biggest threat. Yes. Perhaps uh, falling into the subway and getting hit. Yes. That was my biggest threat. Yes. And until you said that, 
Uh, I incepted that fear into yes, you. Yes, and that's the only thing I think about when I walk around New York City. Well, I have to say, it sort of relates to the Titanic, mm-hmm. in which, like, for me, I I am uh, afraid of human uh, menace and malice and people like it, like bad faith actors and people with ill intent and someone who's going to mug me or rob me or hurt me physically. What I, I think I'm afraid of more is human incompetence. Oh, and not malevolence, but but ignorance. And it's not like I mean, the Titanic. Titanic. Yes. <laughs> the proper pronunciation, the Titanic. Uh, it's not like these people were out to hit this iceberg with no malevolence, no, no malintent. It is just human foible yeah. and improper calculations. One might say it is the air conditioning unit of the sea. So we share a we common share. fear. Yes. Or a common lifestyle. Skepticism. Yes. Yes. Of our fellow man and their expertise. So, I mean, let's get down to business Great. and let's really delve into Great. who screwed up. Yeah. You know, who is at fault. Yes. Now, a little backstory. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but there were only 20 lifeboats. 20? On the Titanic. 20? Yes. yes. Now, I- I'm going to give you some information they were so that confident. will blow your mind. <laughs> okay. Okay? They were so confident. According to multiple internet sources, yes. like titanicfacts.net. <laughs> Run by James Cameron. So Great. The Titanic was equipped to carry 64 lifeboats. Okay. Okay. Each of them had a capacity of 65 people, right? Oh, wow. So let's do the math, right? That means if it was able to save the lives of 4,160 people. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Not insignificant. And here's another set, okay? When it sank... That day, yes, there were only two thousand two hundred twenty-four passengers on so board. They, so they, in theory, and a crew. Oh. So they, they only had half the people. Okay, yes. so so there, I think the boat was designed to accommodate everybody. Yes. Okay, yes. so we're we're starting off. We've got the boat. Yep. There's plenty of space. Yep. To save people. Yep. What happens? Well, the designers, the uh, architects, yes. they were like, ah. Eh, it's a little cluttered. Bummer. Just doesn't look too good aesthetically. Yeah, it bumps up but you know what? Aesthetic. It's it's unsinkable. This ship's not going anywhere. Let's just slap 20, <laughs> 20 out of uh, sixty-four. Sixty-four. No chance that it will have I, a problem. I'm already upset that we have to put twenty. <laughs> yes, it looks disgusting. Yes. Um, but let's go with it because what the heck? They're like, we're going for like a minimal kind of exactly. sort of minimal vibe. It should, the life posts just don't really work with the aesthetic. Yeah. So, um, so not in, okay. So if you do the math, there's only 20 lifeboats, mm-hmm. 64 pe- 65 people yes. allowed in these lifeboats. Yes. That can save 1,178 people. So roughly half of the passengers. 53.4%. Okay. Great. Okay. 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 And already... If you're a person yes. on the Titanic, yes. your odds suck. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. It sucks. Yes. Okay. Here's where it gets really upsetting. There were 28 people on board the first lifeboat, which had a capacity of 65. You're 28. Not, not full to capacity. No. Not at... Yep. The ship's sinking. Yes. Let's just put 28. Yes. We already, okay. Yes. So... Now, the number of people that could have been saved yes. went from 1,178, which is already half, half, to 1,141. So that's leaving 1,083 people doomed to die And you're saying that's only from be- the get-go. They, and that's because they didn't use the capacity of the lifeboats that they had. They yes. only filled them halfway. Yes. They could have doubled up, saved way more people. Exactly. Why didn't they? Impatience and panic. 
impatience, panic, panic, uh, class, class, first class. That's where it could, this is where it they gets dicey. This is what I'm fascinated by. It was too stuffy. They yeah. didn't want to be too stuffed. Yes. The upstairs, downstairs, Downton Abbey nature of it is really intriguing, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. The, rich, the richies go first. Out of these 1,178 spots yeah. available on the boat, yes. only 706 passengers and crew survived. Ah. That's 31.6% ah. of those on yeah. board. Yeah. So that's like two out of three people yes. died yes. on the Titanic. Yes. And that's 435 more deaths than there needed to be based on the resources that the shitty resources the shitty resources they that they already weren't using wow yeah so these facts are fun as hell <gasps> let's talk about it so yeah and and this is where the the people that were on the titanic yeah. kind of come into play yes have you heard of the unsinkable molly brown um only because it's our mutual friend chris mendelkin's fantasy football name but not <laughs> for any other actual reason you've never you've never questioned <laughs> no. why he's the unsinkable molly brown only that he's eccentric i've never even thought to ask <laughs> margaret brown okay was a um uh you might remember her as Kathy Bates in the movie. Love Kathy Bates. Titanic. Love Kathy Bates. Okay. So uh, <laughs> this is it, she's a nouveau riche. Yes. Um, they didn't really like her. She was a little outspoken. Um, and she got on one of the first lifeboats. Good for Molly. I think she got a number six. Okay. I don't know if they were going like one through through twenty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there, but yeah. But she got a number six. Great. So she's putting people on, on the lifeboats. She She's out there. The sink, sh- the, 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 the ship sinks. Yes. And she says, we got to go back. Why? We got to go back and get these people who are flailing oh, in the water. She's just a good but, Samaritan. Yes. Just remember that it was freezing cold. God. You only, I, I think you had like 20 minutes to survive without getting, before you got hypothermia. If you're in the water. We all know that's what happened to poor Jack. I mean, <laughs> Jack and Jack survived Jack. A, little a little longer, longer. because his, half of his body was out. Love kept him alive. <laughs> Love kept him alive for a little for bit. A, a, a few seconds. <laughs> Minutes longer. Let that be a lesson to you. Love really only keeps you alive for a few extra minutes. Another thing you should know is that yeah. it took about an hour and a half, two hours for the sip to actually sink. That's what I was going to ask you. Two hours. Think about two what's hours. going through your mind. Yeah, a slow death. Okay, a so slow death. we're getting ahead of, of ourselves. Yes. Okay, so what I was telling you about Margaret Brown was that she went back and she she wanted to go back and save these people. Oh, sweetheart. Well, uh, I forget what you call them. The um the the people that were running these lifeboats yes. they had like people in charge yes and they were like we're not going back they're gonna too many people are gonna want to get on board of course and we're all gonna die totally so they selfish. developed this Practical. totally selfish you know there's a story where she she fought with the the main I'm guy going back, Dave. yeah we're going back she yeah, grabbed yeah. an oar <laughs> yeah. and like tried to go back and i don't know if she ever no one knows if she actually did where's that spinoff movie kathy bates well they they, they made the uh, oh. uh the musical have oh. you ever heard of the unsinkable molly brown this is all new information oh to my me. god I can't, Adam i'm an ignoramus i'm gonna learn to read and write <laughs> <laughs> no but i support those dreams i'm gonna uh. see what there is to see oh that sounds beautiful <laughs> <laughs> so if you Somewhere on the road, just another anyone you know, it's me. Whatever, Molly. it doesn't matter. She was. Uh, let's put her in the hero category. Because, I would say you know, so. Of course, we're trying to figure out who's to blame. To blame, obviously. Yes. But she's already in the hero. We celebrate you, Molly. Yeah. 
let's put in the possible people to blame. Yes. Uh, the the head person of the lifeboat of lifeboat six. Yes. I think there or was a name. There's a name for him, and I wrote it down. Great. And his name is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Um, Sherman, uh, Morty, um, uh, Ricardo, Robert Hitchens. Yep, that's yes. British. So, so put that down. Robert Hitchens. Bob? We'll write that on the board. Bob, you're on the board, buddy. You got a bullseye on your back, pal. Adam, I got to ask you a very difficult question. Yes. If you were one of these people on the lifeboat, which you wouldn't have been because you would have been a, male a man, in second or a third man, class, definitely. A man, but let's say someone was like, give that guy an oar and yes. put him on that boat. Yes. Would you have gone back? If I was on the boat with the unsinkable Margaret Brown and she was like, we're going back to save more. If I'm on the boat, I am deeply ashamed to say this. Deeply. Oh, profoundly. God. I feel, uh, I already feel my cheeks hitting flush with guilt. <laughs> at, literally in real time as we speak right now. <laughs> I would have been like, Molly, with all due respect, my dear, sit your ass down. We gotta save ourselves. I mean, look, if I if I had a spouse, if I had a cousin, you're if I had a You're with Bob. Fam- you're with Bob Hitchens. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't proud. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I would be, I think that if I were in a real fight or flight, life or death scenario, I had just escaped a sinking, the unsinkable ship that is now sinking before my eyes. Yeah. I think that I would be in such a heightened sort of 
panicked, self-preservation-y state that I don't know if I would have. I mean, I think hopefully my better angels would have gotten the better of me. I would have been like, you're right. Let's be patient. Let's go back. We have plenty of time. I think I would have been hyperventilating, weeping, and, and almost maybe wheezing, dare I say, screaming with fear. So I think that I would have been on the, Molly, please sit down and let's just go. Every man, woman, child for him or their self. On top so, of that, you would have been cold. And when you're uncomfortable... You make bad decisions. Bad decisions. I don't want to die. Yeah. I already, I, I've thought through how long I have to live, yeah. how cold it is. I'm from Miami. That's I, right. That's I mean, another... cold water is really not my thing. <laughs> exactly. So here's another passenger, um, and, and this relates to who's to blame. Frederick Fleet. Okay, Fred Fleet. Okay. Fred Fleet was Great the names, first, I mean. God, Jesus. This is uh, 1914. So good. So, oh my no, gosh. No, 1912, 1912. Love it. Um, so Fred was the first of two to spot the iceberg. Wow. Okay. He's along with a guy named Reginald. Great. Another great name. Fred and Reggie. He was the lookout on duty at the moment that oh it hit. Oh my God. And later he testified that had he had binoculars, he thinks that he would have been able to see the iceberg sooner. Yeah. When someone asked uh, how much sooner, yeah. he said enough to get out of the way. <sighs> And here's my question. Why did they not have Have binoculars? It's 1912, folks. Here's what I dug. Just before the Titanic set sail, White Star Line, which is the company that ran the Titanic, reassigned the second officer by the name of David Blair. Important name. He reassi- they reassigned him to another ship because it was so last minute. Yep. Blair accidentally took with him the, the key. No. Oh, oh, oh. Worse. The key to the storage locker Brutal, on the Titanic David. that held David. the binoculars. David, 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 David. <laughs> what a significant mistake. What a historically significant whoopsie daisy. Because that's a true whoopsie daisy. You forget a key. So much going on. Boats. It's 1912. It's tax week. You got a lot to consider. David's got a lot in his mind. One teeny little mistake. The key to the thing that holds the binoculars. Honestly, it probably crossed his mind. He probably reached in his yeah, pocket like, and ah, he's like, shoot. ah, shit. I didn't forgot to give this to Fred. Ah, whatever. It's totally unsinkable. Anyway, on with my life. I would submit, Rebecca, I don't want to step on your toes okay, on your podcast. I would on. submit David is... David Blair. David Put him Blair, on the board. Put him on the board. Right next to Robert Hitchinson. Right next to Bob. Well, I mean, look, Bob, it, we, we should specify. It wasn't... The Titanic sinking was not Bob's fault. No. A few extra passengers dying was that's possibly on you, Bob. that's on your shoulders for Bob. sure. Yep. But David Blair, yeah, Fred survives, right? Of course, yeah. David Blair's living his happy life, never been traumatized, <laughs> exactly. And Fred survives, of course. At years after, he yes, uh, he's depressed. He suffers from depression. Yes, and uh, uh, committed suicide. Sur- oh, committed God, suicide. Brutal. It's it's a hard one to live with. Brutal, brutal. The ultimate survivor's guilt. So, I mean, he's way up there. Yeah. We've got David, yeah. not Fred. Not- it wasn't his fault. It was a... Uh, look, he paid his dues, I guess yeah. you could say. Because they, they say it took 30 seconds from the moment he spotted Jesus. the iceberg to the moment they actually hit. Oh, my God. No time at all. Nothing. No time but, at but all. But think about it. If you're down in the bottom of the ship yes. and you get you hear the bell and they're like turn it around yes you're like oh it, it, 30 seconds is no time no, to turn at all. around but if you're fred and you see the titanic you see the iceberg yep and then let's wait 30 seconds yep yep 
And then you're just watching impending doom. That 30 seconds is a lifetime for Fred Fleet. Apparently that night, the night of the Titanic, the waves, it was a very calm night. And the moon was very dim. Yes. So I don't, I don't know how the tides were. Yes. Uh, but I'm assuming low, <laughs> the low wattage yes. of the, boon, the, of wattage, the moon. Yes. Yes. Just <laughs> uh, 22 amps. Made everything a little calm, so yeah. you couldn't see far out, and yeah. you also couldn't hear the waves crashing, lapping the up against the iceberg. iceberg. Totally placid so night. It was just a perfect storm. Bummer. Perfect storm for death. So, and you said that it sunk in the early morning, and it took two hours. So, yeah, it, I suppose it crashed into the iceberg, sort of pitch pre-dawn, pitch blackness, like oh, a yeah. dead, dead, dead yes, of night. Dead in of my night. mind, it's like three thirty a.m. Yes, like 4 I, I mean, a.m. according to the movie, yes, uh, they've already had dinner, and, <laughs> and she. I mean, they they were they they already had sex. Yes, <laughs> and if you recall, people are coming out of their their rooms in their pajamas. Yep. even Fabricio, even who, Fabricio as is. you know from the night before, partied so hard. Yes. he was already in bed. So, <laughs> yeah. it, I, so I'm giving late. you like a two a.m. two a.m. three a.m. I, I could probably get the right yeah, answer. Exactly. <laughs> but let's just go with the Fabrizio. Uh, Fabrizio, yes, it's uh, late. Two a.m. Even Fabrizio's in bed. So let me. Can I just ask yeah. a few? Just because I am fairly ignorant when it comes to the Titanic, okay. just in yeah. general, it was a it was exclusively a passenger ship, and it was like fairly luxurious, absolutely super luxurious. So even the people that were sort of in the second tier or third tier were kind of wealthy. I mean, if you were on the Titanic no. at all, you were rich. You know, back in the day, they actually used ships to actually travel. Yes. Which is, yes. it's not like, a, it wasn't it was just a, for a fun. cruise yes. thing. They were like, oh, I got to get back to New York, so let me take this yes. ship. This unsinkable, majestic so ship. So some people in the third class were, were literally just trying to get back home. I think everyone home. was literally trying to get back home. Yes, no one's just riding this Titanic for fun. Here's the thing. And and James Cameron does a really great job in this movie. I mean, what a historian he's turned <laughs> out to be. Um. If you recall, historian. there's a scene yes. where the ca- the captain of the ship is yeah. is says, I wanted to get there sooner. I want to impress them by getting there a Early. little ahead of schedule. And we're overachieve. Not only are we unsinkable, we're unsinkable and overachievers. He tells them to go faster. I mean, I think we need to put the captain up. Oh, well, yeah. It is like on a Greek tragic scale of arrogance and hubris Mm -hmm. to be like, not all this is, I mean, to go out and shout from the global rooftops, we have built the unsinkable ship. This ship is, I mean, you are asking for it. I mean, that is the definition of hubris. That is the definition of pride. White Star Line, I think, is the the company that owned and ran the Titanic. Yes, very much Let's put those on the board. Absolutely. Let's put White Star on the board. Are you kidding me? And the captain goes on the board for sure. It is almost like the biggest, I mean, not to be crass or crude or anything, but it, it is almost like a very tragic historical example of like men flexing their their manliness and their masculinity there is like a bit of a, a penis exactly. proxy for this yes. ship. the biggest hardest unsinkable ship ever and like and it's so, like, wait, okay. wait, you bring up a really good point because perhaps society is really to blame yeah. for the sinking of the titanic the, the patriarchy yes the patriarchy is what sunk the Titanic. I, I I don't think that's I don't think that's terribly unfair. I think that that is definitely in the psychological soup. Okay, so let's let's <laughs> just do a rundown of who's on the board, Great. right? We've got Fred. No, Fred is not on the board. I don't think We're so. going to take was, him out. He was circumstantial. Yeah. He's just in the shitty position of being the first one to see. He's so not to blame. He's out. We've got David Blair. He's the guy with the keys. 
we've got the captain. For sure, dude. It's you know? like you're at the top of the food chain. The buck stops there, pal. Yes. We have, and with the captain is White Star. No doubt yeah, about whatever. it. And we also have society. Society. We society. have society to blame for the sinking of the Titanic. For creating a sort of culture of arrogance and achievement that would that would sort of encourage a group of arrogant, hubristic, bombastic men to floor it, pedal to the metal, baby. Let's get there in five days, not six. Let's show New York what's up. I, I already think I know who's to blame. But I, I want to ask you. Okay, great. Let me just sort of briefly again recap in my own mind. We have the captain, obviously, and with that, the company White Star, a name I, I'm not crazy about, to be honest with you, um, sort of evokes arrogance to me right away. Um, soci- the patriarchal society, one that would create a culture of arrogance, big time. That is big time for me. I know that's not doesn't have the satisfaction of pinning it on a, an individual, but to me, that has a lot of sway in my mind. David with the key. Bummer, bro. Big time bummer. Big time circumstantial bummer, but I don't lay the blame too quickly. I forget my keys everywhere I go. So, I mean, again, it's circumstantial and the binoculars would have helped my man, but I I forget everything always. And so I have complete empathy. For me, it's between the captain because you're the captain of the ship and it's sort of all, you know, shit trickles downhill and sort of all roads lead up to the captain. So to me, it's between the captain and a patriarchal society. Um kind of intertwined those two things are sort of inextricable in my mind the captain is a product of said society i'm gonna go ahead and i hope this isn't a cop-out but i'm gonna take the the sort of long lens broad view and say that the sinking of the titanic who is at fault is a culture of patriarchal arrogance well i mean i'm gonna go I ahead can't, and say I that i can't totally disagree with you but here's my thing please. here's my thing please i agree that society is to blame <laughs> okay but at the end of the day, this captain, my captain, he had a choice. He could have said, I'm not going to listen to this society thing. Yes. I- I'm going to take care of these people. Yeah. Because he knew how many lifeboats were on yes. were on the boat. I'm going to give it to the captain. And sorry, he survived? You happen no, to know if he's... No, 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 oh, no. Oh, dead. No. Okay, yeah, well, at least yeah. there's that. Captain's dead. We know the captain says, and also James Cameron... <laughs> Our hero, yes, <laughs> uh, has that wonderful scene yes. where the captain R- locks himself me. up in the the cabin and and looks as this boat is sinking, the windows break and he drowns. He knows what he did. Yeah, he knew. Okay, so it's settled. Yep. The captain and society are to blame. <laughs> They're going to jail. So thank you so much for Rebecca. Thank joining you us for today. having me. This was a real treat. So have we learned from the Titanic? Yes. There haven't been disasters like the Titanic since. And according to dummies.com, a lot of things changed after this horrible accident. One of the things that changed were they made sure that enough lifeboats were carried on board. After the accident, ships were required to provide one seat for every passenger and crew member on a lifeboat. Wow. Like, what a novel idea. Another thing that changed was the International Ice Patrol was established. Now, this organization monitors icebergs in the Arctic and North Atlantic Ocean, um, and it, it broadcasts information about their locations. So not since this was put in place, not a single accident involving a ship and an iceberg has occurred. Okay, so that's good. Um, another thing that changed was that ships, the, the design of ships changed. So the ship hulls were made stronger to prevent them from 
being breached and flooded by objects such as icebergs. So these were kind of the changes and regulations that happened from this disaster. Um, and I'm glad we've all learned from it. But as far as I know, no legislation has been put in place against the patriarchy. Vote for who you think is to blame on our website, uh, thealarmistpodcast.com. If you feel like we left someone out that you think should be blamed, send us an email at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Okay, so next week, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite fires, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. And I mean, if you're a big legislation head, you're going to want to listen to this because a lot of legislation came out of it. Guys, it was crazy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.